CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey guys, so we do these Talking Metal Live things every Friday night on Facebook, John Astronomy's Facebook page, so check us out there. This is one that we recorded on May 8th with the one and only Chips Enough so uh, we'll check it out, and we're gonna squeeze some some enough enough music in there. At some point, it might. It, I'm gonna, you know, put it in there. It might sound a little awkward, but we'll we'll throw it in there. And uh, yeah, that's that. I say it might sound a little awkward because there's John was trying to hang up on chips enough at the end of the interview, but he hung up on me. <laughs> so then he had to get me back. But somewhere right in that section, I'm going to play a, a, a new Enough's Enough song, newer Enough's Enough song from like two years ago. But anyways, cool. Here we go. Mark Striegel and John Astronomy hanging out here on a Friday night on the Talking Metal live stream with the one and only Chips Enough. Chip, how are you, man? I'm same as you, cats sequestered in our houses, trying to get through the day. Every every single uh, minute is challenging for all of us. Uh, I'm glad to see you guys out there doing well, though. Great, absolutely, to see you too. So, so great to see you. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. We really appreciate it. Uh, Chip, I just have to say, out of all the touring that I've done, you are my brother. You're the closest to anyone I've been on tour, both with Ace Freely and when Like It opens up for you guys. Thank you for all the cool stuff and for being cool to me. Uh, listen, I appreciate your time, too, as well. But You guys got a strong band. Those shows we play with Ace Freely are jam-packed. Every single night, they're sold out. I'm grateful to be on a tour like that any time of the de- of the year. And uh, always call me, my friend, because I'll come out and play. I like plugging in and, and playing my music, and I know that you guys have a lot of secrets that you don't want to let the audience know about that we <laughs> share together, you and I, from those tours. And uh, let's yeah. keep it that way. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> so, so, Chip, I – go ahead, Mark, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, so, Chip, you know, we're it's just – Bad news after bad news on the news day after day, which is why I was so psyched to get a little good news. Uh, I think, you know, I'm a long time enough enough fan. I was in the fan club way back in uh, 1989. And to get 
the news that you guys are already coming back with a new record. I mean, Diamond Boy was amazing, what, less than two years ago, and now you've announced Brainwash Generation uh, coming out soon, right? This, this summer. Yeah, Frontiers putting another record out for enough. So the third one on Frontiers comes out July 10th. Mark, the last time I've seen you was with your lovely wife. We were backstage at the M3 Festival. Yeah, you had me on your tour bus. That thing was, that yeah, was amazing. White Snake had a bus, and Enough Snuff had a bus. And you guys came over and hung out with us. And really, it was a lot of fun. And I had no idea that I was going to be putting another record out right after that. But as we are right now, uh, I think it's the perfect time to put a new record out. Ten strong songs. Got some good players on that have uh, sat in with me on this record. Uh, most notably, Mike Portnoy from Winery Dogs and Sons of Apollo, and uh, of Dax Nielsen from Cheap Trick. And I think the fans will be pleasantly surprised when they hear this next record. Wow, I Absolutely. cannot wait to hear it. And we heard the, we heard the track, uh, the first track is out. And now that, that was, um, let's see, the first track. Tell me, tell me again, what was the name? Fatal, Fatal Distraction. Distraction, right. Now that, is that an older song, Chip, that, that had been kicking around that you guys have uh, dug out of the vaults? Yeah, I was, I was listening to old demos and stuff, and I wanted to find something that was full of life and piss and vinegar. And, and that was an old track that Donnie and I wrote years ago. I remember doing the demos on it in my bedroom and uh, on a little four-track Fostex, and then here I am now, you know, so many years later, re-recording it again, and except I'm singing the, all lead vocals on it. Right. And it was, a, it was quite a challenge. It had a lot of fun. It brought it back memories of the old days when there was no rules, no regulations. We went out there, no handcuffs. We'd make these records in our apartments, you know, and it was just a lot of fun. We had a drum machine and a guitar amp and a bass amp, and we just plugged in and played. And there wasn't much room for error in those days. And you made these demo tapes, and you sent them out to record your record company, whoever it would be, and they'd say yes or no. And most of the songs were were accepted on all the Enough Snuff albums, but that was one that slipped through the cracks. And I really wanted to share it with the audience. It's nice to have. Donnie back on Enough Snuff album with me too as well. That's excellent. And Chip, let's uh, let's talk about some of the other guys in your band. You just recently got Alex Kane back in the group. Original guitar player, Alex Kane. Everybody knows Alex from Life, Sex, and Death and his other band, Anti-Product. Wonderful guitar player. And uh, he put together Enough Snuff with me back in the early days. So to have original guy back in the band with me, quite it's quite a... A good feeling to, to know that when we book shows that uh, promoters know that there's a couple original guys still in the band because in this day and age, they have anybody original in the group is unheard of. Uh, right. So I'm very grateful I haven't been there. And I also have Tori Stoffregen. And Tori Stoffregen, he played with Enough's Enough for the last dozen years or so. He's got a band called New Black 7 as well. And uh, he's a wonderful guitar player. And then, uh, of course, the band's rounded out by our drummer, Dan Hill. Yeah, Danny's great, and Tori is a monster on the guitar. He is just unbelievable, and I think you got a perfect lineup. And uh, I just love listening to you guys every night when we're out on the road together. Yeah, nothing like it when we're all touring around the country, bro. I remember the last tour we did with Ace. I was going to your bus every single day and grabbing cupcakes and cookies and uh, <laughs> anything they could find to eat. Because there was no budget on the road. Everybody goes, oh, it's so glamorous playing in a rock band <laughs> around the country. 
a group that sold millions of records. Well, yeah, we did in the past. Now it's out there and it's, we're just like everybody else. It's, it's a, a wash, rinse, repeat. It's a lot of yeah. hard work traveling around the Oscar Minor Wiener Wagon, that tour where you guys had a bus and Ace, of course, is flying everywhere, and which is great. <laughs> he deserves to be. And we were following you guys around in a little van. We threw all I, our equipment. I remember. A lot of fun. I got to be honest with you. I wouldn't have changed anything. And it was in a good time, too, where it was good weather and it was healthy and the fans were coming out and there was Jones and for rock and roll everywhere. Boston, Detroit, Philadelphia, New York, Los Angeles. Everybody wanted to see good rock and roll music. And those shows were all very well attended. And now here we are in 2020. Yeah. I uh, wonder what the next move is going to be. And I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm looking at everything like it's still moving forward. I'm making records, I, recording my studio. I got a wonderful recording studio here on the south side of Chicago. And you, um, if I could walk around, you could take a look at some of my stuff. Nice. Yeah, really absolutely. Great. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, and I got my little recording studio in here and Pro Tools and oh, sweet. all my gear. Oh, Jim, you got nice it. racks and gear. Yeah, it's good stuff in here. I got to be honest with you. I'm pretty lucky that uh, I get a chance to make music right here in, in the studio every single day. That's awesome, Chip, that you got that. Uh, Chip, one quick thing that I wanted to mention, I was going to bring this up later, but since you brought up how you guys were, were in a van, and uh, do you remember the time that, that uh, you saw me on an interstate uh, trying to get luggage out in the middle of Arizona? I, I absolutely do. We were driving down the street, uh, down the expressway, doing 70 miles an hour, and I looked to the side of me, and I see you running down the expressway, the opposite side of which way the cars were going, chasing <laughs> your luggage. I could not believe it. Right? Wait, <laughs> there's the Strowski <laughs> chasing down some bags. And I thought, turn around. I didn't know if we should turn around or not. And we called you, and then you guys said, no, we got it under control. We're going. Yeah. Thank you very much. But, yeah, it was so, pretty good. So, uh, Very rock and roll, bro. That was totally rock and roll. The back in the Escalade uh, opened and Ace's suitcases and my suitcases and uh, Chris, the bodyguard suitcases all fell out into the road and, and we ran out and we picked them up and, and then we got them back in, but we were all okay. And that was a great funny story. I couldn't believe it. I heard somebody told me a bird flew under your, your vehicle one day. Yeah. Too. Yeah. True? We, yes. There was a bird stuck in the grill so we, we had the, the, the back door open twice, and the birds got stuck in the grill. So we, that was a crazy tour. We dropped off that car right after that. <laughs> I'll tell you, one of, one of my favorite things on that tour was uh, at the end of the year, we did something with, uh, it was uh, in Dallas, Texas. Ace, of course, headline, but there was a bunch of bands on the bill as well. Yeah. And I, and I remember um, uh, one of the guys from Pantera, Vinny, coming out one of the last times I seen him. Uh, he came out to the show. He's a huge Ace Freely fan. I didn't know Pantera. They hailed Kiss, you know. Uh, yeah. I know Dime was a big, big, a big fan, and so was Phil. Anyway, uh, he came out to the show to see the band play, and he didn't even know Enough Snuff was on the bill. And, and Enough Snuff was old label mates of Pantera. We signed with, with uh, Atco Records around the same time. So we all got along very well. We'd support each other and go see the shows. And you wouldn't think that a band like Pantera would even pay attention to Enough Snuff, but they were fans, we're, and we're all friends. Yep. I used to sit around mm -hmm. all the time backstage with, with Phil and smoke pot. He loved smoking pot. I don't know how, <laughs> and I don't know how he smoked all that pot and was able to sing those songs, because that's certainly a challenge right there. But Vinny came out that night, and he, I came, remember. Back and said, yeah, he came back and said hi to you and Ace and stuff, and then he, he strong-armed me and says, Chip, you got to come to my strip club. <laughs> 
Oh, that's great. And I, and I showed up there and he wasn't there yet and I couldn't get in. And I told ah. the person at the front at the front door with the maitre d', I said, yeah, my name's Chip. I'm with the band Enough's Enough. And I got a party of nine of us here and we all want to come in. And I'm old label mates with Vinny and he, and he suggested we stop by here. She says, well, he's got to wait until he calls me and, and, and I'll let you guys in the meantime have a bite to eat. And there was a guy outside that's with this big pressure cooker making all kinds of like pork and beef and <laughs> all kinds of chicken and stuff. It was incredible. So we ate tons. Then Vinny, uh, Vinny eventually showed up there and he really took care of everybody. And uh, he brought out about $2,000 in booze. Because I don't drink, but uh, he goes, Chip, what do you want? And I said, how about bringing some trim over to the table? So <laughs> he, brought, he brought over three beautiful girls, and we stayed there until 6 o'clock in the morning. Honest to God. Just hanging that is out, amazing. Talking, yeah, talking the old stories about the band touring together, how they put together Pantera and all the stuff that he did. Uh, and enough's enough. And Derek Shulman, who was the guy who was responsible for discovering uh, Pantera, along with this guy named Mark Ross. And uh, we had just a wonderful time that night. And that was the last time I seen Benny, you know. So God, man, uh, I know. know so and I'm glad. And I and I wouldn't have seen him if it wasn't for Ace Freely because he came out to see Ace that night. Yep, I remember the night. It was it was a great night. But wow, well, what a good way to end it with him. I mean, it sounds like an amazing night. But Chip, to circle back a little bit to the new record, Brainwash Generation. You mentioned some some heavy players, Mike Portnoy. What's he doing on the album? Uh, Mike Portnoy is playing drums on the record, and I, I sent him a couple of tracks. He's he's actually uh, my wife's cousin. So he plays on a few songs, or yeah, I, I got him to play on one track on the record. I said, "You pick which one you want to play on," and he picked uh, one of the songs that's very. Uh, uh, he calls it Beatlesque, and that guy's smart. Let me tell you, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a trick pony. He's not only plays drums, he plays bass, plays guitar, he sings, he writes songs. He's an actor. He's a chef. The guy does everything. It's ridiculous. Right. And he right. said, uh, he goes, well, seeing as that we're now family, I'll, uh, you get the you get the great rate, the family rate, which is free. So <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Yeah, because normally it's going to cost five, ten grand to get a guy like him to even play on it, whether he plays on it or not, if you're lucky right. to get him. But he likes Enough's Enough, and he loves Beatles. He's, a, mm -hmm. he's a, one of those kind of guys that don't get in a trivia uh, with him, wow! Because yeah, 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 you'll lose there because the guy knows every Beatles song there is. He knows everything about Ringo. He knows about all the the whole Beatles history. So right. he picked the song "It's All in Vain," which is uh, it's, I think it's a strong track. It's like the picture of the Beatles and ELO fighting in an alley, and Cheap Trick comes in and breaks it up. That's uh, wow, that's that's all in vain, you know. Speaking of songs, I was going to say, Chip, speaking of uh, Cheap Trick, you got Dax Nielsen, Rick Nielsen's son, who was the drummer of Cheap Trick on the record, too. How lucky am I to do that, my friend? Dax Nielsen, mm -hmm. I just call him on the phone. I said, Dax, my drummer's incapacitated right now, and I'd love to have you come down playing a couple of songs. He says, Chip, I'd be honored to send me the tracks. I sent him over the telephone, and then he drove out to Chicago. We recorded it over at... Stonecutter Studio with a guy named Chris Diamonds. Chris is responsible for those early White Lion records. He worked with Alice Cooper. He's worked with uh, Ozzy Osbourne. He did those Sticks Last records. The guy's a killer producer, engineer. And we had Dex. I, I thought he was going to play on a song or two. He ended up playing on five songs. Wow, that's great. Wow, and he called the next day. I, you know, I called him. I said, I, uh, bro, thanks so much. And he didn't want any chippy poos. He didn't care about any, yeah. any compensation at all. I thought, you know, this guy's worth a couple of grand for sure, minimum to play on this stuff, if not more. And he says, ah, oh, Chip, don't even worry about it. I, just lo I love the band. I love the songs. I had a great time. As a matter of fact, 
I wish I could have played on the whole record. That's exactly wow. what he said to me. Wow, I, that is awesome, Chip. And uh, Chip, you're friends with those guys in Cheap Trick because you even have a couple of those 12-string basses from Tom Peterson. Yeah, I certainly do. A uh, big influence, Tom. I love his bass playing. I, uh, he's a real citizen. And uh, we, we swapped some stuff. I sold him a couple of basses, too. I sold him a 58 and a 59 during the Animals of Human Intelligence record I mean, for eight grand, four grand a piece. Those basses are worth about 30 grand right now, okay? So wow. he, he's Amazing. a very good businessman because he bamboozled me and got a great deal on those two <laughs> basses. And I think what he did was he sold them to Rick because Rick's wow. got this killer book about uh, you know, all of his guitar collection, Rick Nielsen's guitar collection is amazing. And he, he's got both of them bases in his book as well. So I think Tom probably uh, worked out a deal with, so, with Rick wow. to sell those bases to him. But I also go back with Robin a long ways to him, friends with Robin and his lovely wife, Pam. And Robin sang on my solo record, Strange Time, which is on Cleopatra Records. He's singing on, he did all day and all the night with me. And wonderful both. Probably one of my favorite singers besides Donnie V. I put him right up there. Those cats just really got a great sense of balance and a wonderful timber. As soon as they open their mouth, turn a tape recorder on because not a bad note comes out. Wow. Awesome. And, and Chip, you did mention that Donnie V, uh, obviously, I think he, he's one of the songwriters on Fatal Distraction, right? But does he do anything else on the record? Is he, is he singing or backing or anything like that? Yeah, I got Donnie on the one track, uh, Strangers in My Head. Uh, okay. I, I think it's a really strong song on the... Uh, Time, and, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, the Brainwash Generation record. And it was nice to, for him to come back into the fold and, and help sing a song along with me. I think it's fantastic. His pipes are great. He's always right. been one of my favorite singers. And uh, just we, we wanted to bury the hatchet. We wanted to do something real nice for the fans. Cool. There was never a hatchet nice. to bury, by the way, with me. I had no problem with anything. I I don't sling mud. I live in a glass house. Right. Uh, but it was it was nice for me to call him up on the phone and say, hey, you know what? We should get together and do a song. Let's do something real nice for the fans. And and it was his idea. He sent me a track that he had an idea with. And I go, bro, this is incredible. And he's a wonderful songwriter. It really is. And I, I said, you'll sing on it too? He goes, yeah, here. You do your parts and uh, and I'll do my thing. And then we'll we'll make it you know, a real nice collaboration. So uh, Strangers in My Head uh, is one of my favorite tracks on that new record, by the way. Awesome. Well, we awesome. can't wait to hear that. And when do you think we'll hear more of the album? Is there another single dropping at some point? Yeah, there certainly is. I'm currently shooting a video because right now time restraints of people. It's hard to get everybody together right now. Uh, Chicago's on a lockdown right now. Tori lives out in Boston, so it's tough for him to get around and fly. Uh, Alex is in Los Angeles. Uh, Dan is in right outside of Chicago. He's in Chicago slash Milwaukee. He's right on the cusp. So every, everybody's in different places right now. It's hard for us to convene. But what I'm doing is I'm shooting a video, and I'm using Paul McCartney's videographer, a guy named Dave Steckert. He's done not only McCartney, but he's done Jesse Malin and Lucinda Williams. Nice. And the guy's nice. a wonderful uh, videographer. And he's, he, he, I'm working along with him and Kate Catalina to do this next video, and it'll be for the song Broken, uh, Broken Love. Awesome, Chip. Hey, Chip, um, I wanted to talk about something different that you're doing, and it's your Dash radio show. Tell everybody about that. I'm so, fell into my lap. You believe that? So Dash I, Chip, Radio. I believe it. Dash radio, it's a satellite company called Dash Radio. They're massive. There's 20 million subscribers to it. It's a free app. You download DashRadio.com. 
you, and you download the app and go right to my station, which is called the Monsters of Rock. Wonderful program, which features hard rock and heavy metal 24 7, 365 days of the year. You got uh, Orianti's got her own show on there. I'm on there from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. I know that there's a, a few other cast of characters around the rich. Uh, who's the bass player from uh, Quiet Riot? Rudy Sarzo, right, yeah. You guys got can't forget that, my friend. He's yeah, got right. his own show he's on on Sundays, and it's a great program, too. Rudy pulls out everybody from Jane's Addiction to Queen to come on to his shows. My show is mostly just playing rock and roll and heavy metal and telling the great stories that I know that I've got a chance to witness through with my 30 years in this business. Uh, Orianthi's got a terrific show as well. Across from us, we have Snoop Dogg. He's got his own show. Be Real from Cypress Hill does as well. And the great Kylie Jenner from the Kardashian clan. She sells all wow. her makeup and lipstick and perfumes and all their little paraphernalia. And it's a juggernaut of people hanging out. Their DJ Ski owns the place. And uh, everybody just mostly does the shows in Los Angeles uh, at their big spaceship companies, just like Sirius XM. Um, the only difference is our, our program is free. There's no fee. And it's every single day, and you can't go wrong coming down there. It's really smoke-friendly over there. Everybody's smoking pot, having a great time. <laughs> and, and, and they all love animals, too. I can't tell you how many times when I'm in Los Angeles and somebody brings a koala bear in there or a, a little baby tiger or something. It's like in you know, a Tiger King over there. It's a <laughs> and everybody's real family-based, real nice people that just celebrate life and great rock and roll, heavy metal, hip-hop, rap. It's all there, all underneath one umbrella. And uh, I, I recommend if you get a chance to check it out. So uh, it's really a, we, a fun we will program. Absolutely I'm check it out, Chip. And we will also post uh, links to it on on the Talking Metal website. And Chip, speaking of Dash Radio, I have another Dash I want to talk to you about, and I I have a gift for you. I'm going to send it. So I don't know if you can see this, Chip, but it's called Dash Vodka. No relation to Dash Radio. But I'm promoting uh, this amazing vodka that was sent to me by my cousins, Hank and Rennie Reeves, out of Texas. This is made in Texas. It's, it's really great, extraordinarily smooth vodka. They also make brandy. You can check them out at dashvodka.com. And here's the deal. If you serve this or you have this at your house, yeah. this, this, this uh, girl might come over. <laughs> I'm kidding. This, is, over. <laughs> this is the kind of people that drink dash vodka. What's that? He wears your boots well. Yeah, absolutely. So, Very easy on the eyes. Mark, I got a bottle for you, too. It's coming out. Okay, this so is a dash you, vodka. It's really good. Uh, yeah, cool. I like it. Hey, you know, tell your cousins to say thank you very much. I love loud mouth soup every once in a while. I'm not a huge drinker, but you know what? I like the endorsing stuff. For you sending me a bottle over, I'll make sure I give it a nice plug on my station as well. Thank you, Chip. That would be amazing. I appreciate it. It only fits. I'm on Dash Radio. Yeah, Dash vodka. vodka. Tell them to send me a couple bottles, please. I will. It's coming right up. Coming right You're up. You're welcome. So, Chip, uh, the the tour is is still happening, right? Uh, straight out of quarantine, happening this fall. You you guys in Faster Pussycat? Yep, Mark. I just talked to Tammy a couple weeks ago, and just to touch base and see how he was doing. He's doing just fine. He's been celebrating his third year of sobriety. You know, here's okay. a guy that's done more cocaine and uh, and alcohol than Pablo Escobar and Cheech and Sean put together. Okay. <laughs> And, uh, and Otis Campbell from Mary RFD. You put them all together, and that was Tammy. He's just out of control. Listen, he's been out for a long time. They were the opening act for Guns N' Roses. And that guy's to still yeah. be going. He's a real rock star. 
And I talked to him. He says, Chip, we're on. He goes, I'll stay as long as the the label puts us out there. So the tour starts September, early September, and it goes all the way through to November 2nd. So it's a nice long run. As I see right now, there's 42 dates on there. Maybe wow. there'll be more coming up because I know I, once I get off this tour, I got to go right to Europe. I'm doing the Hard Rock Hell tour with Michael Monroe, Disneyland After Dark, and I think Fast the Pussycats on that one as well. Wow. So there's a lot of shows. Everybody's being real patient right now. I anticipate the tour starting, though, in early September. It's booked by this guy named Sullivan Big, Big Entertainment, along yeah. with Artists Worldwide and Chuck Burnell. It's a nice little team right there. Alex Grassi from Quiet Ride. He's got Silver, Silver Tide his company as well. So everybody's working in conjunction. This is going to be a great tour. Listen, why the big tours aren't out there, the Motley Crue tour with Def Leppard, Poison, or what about the Rod Stewart tour with Cheap Trick? All of them are pushed back for the, right now. Everybody's going, well, you know, maybe it's in our best interest to wait until 2021. And until the powers that be say uh, it's okay to go back out there, everybody's canceled. Iron Maiden just canceled their tour as well. I really believe that we're going to come out at a good time. We're playing small venues. I don't see a problem happening with that. I think the fans are Jones and beyond belief. They want no to see a rock show. Are. We are. I, I, yeah, I will yeah you, get a, you get a couple of strong bands together like Enough's Enough and Faster Pussycat who both had numerous hits on MTV, played all around the country. You got, it, you got a, a original members from both bands playing out there. I think it's going to be jam-packed, sold out every single night. And the guy at Live Nation I was talking to, my buddy Andy, he says, Chip, you might have just slipped. You might you might slip through the cracks in this one, and might be one of the more successful tours of 2020 because there's not a lot of competition out there. Right. Oh, I, I believe me. Both bands I love. Enough's enough. And faster, Pussycat. That's going to be an amazing tour. And Chip, real quick, I wanted to mention that right after we did the last show together in Detroit with uh, Like It, Ace Freely, and Enough's Enough, you did. From January all through the beginning of March, you toured nonstop. You did like 40, 50 shows, right? I got real lucky, John. I got to tell you, we started at the end of December. Right after I played with you, we went out for a little run. We did like about a, a little a little under eight dates, and then it led right into January. And I was out all of January, all of February with the Monsters of Rock Cruise as well, which was incredible, playing with Crocus and and. And, and uh, who else was under? Tesla was on that. It was great. Disneyland After Dark. So uh, extreme. Those so many great bands that were on that. Tokyo Motor Fest. Really had a lot of fun hanging out with all my buddies on that trip. And then right after we got back from the Monster Rock Cruise, uh, we went right to Europe. And we, we were in Australia. And uh, with Kip Winger, as a matter of fact. And a couple other bands on there. Were, wow. uh, I found I'm mistaken uh, that you guys would know. FM was on that as well. And... Um, that was a really powerful tour to go play Australia. And then right at the end of the Australian run is when everything started happening, where we were going, hey, there's this virus going around. Uh, we're going to start closing up the borders. So I left on a Wednesday. I got home on a Wednesday. On Thursday, the president came on TV and said, oh, we're shutting down the borders tomorrow. I got, wow. I got home just one in day, time man. That too. Chip, that is unbelievable. I mean, uh, to do all those shows in a row. Now, I've been on tours, but I haven't ever done that. I do like a week or two, and I'm wiped out forever. The fact that you guys did three straight months, uh, it's amazing, Chip. You guys are in great shape. No, we were lucky just to be able to have a chance to go out and play those shows where everybody else was just getting ready. They're just gearing up for the, the 2020 New Year. Here we are. We already got 43 shows or whatever under our belts. And, and then to be told that uh, when you get back home to the States, 
we have to cancel. We had we have forty five more dates in the books. Wow. So wow. Enough's enough just decided that maybe we'll just go in there and finish up the record for Frontiers and then get ready for the fall. And that's what we're doing. And so far the timing has worked out well. Right. And listen, while we're talking about that, guys, I want to give a shout out, if I could, please, to all our first responders, our, you know, the military, our nurses, our doctors, yep. uh, uh, the police, Absolutely. all the people out there has been keeping this country together. You know, God bless them all. And the prayer is very important at this time because sometimes that's all we have. Right on. Chip, you've got such a great attitude in this and you're using the time wisely and uh, some people are being negative, but you're 100 percent positive all the time. I always have been. I, and that's the way it's going to be. Listen, there's things I see out there that don't make me happy. All of us do. I'm not a political guy. I want to see the country turn itself back around again and get back on the horsey and start riding down the trail. And yep. people are Jones and they get back to their jobs. There's hard work of mothers and fathers. They want to put their kids through school and get their educations. A lot of more important stuff than rock and roll out there. But if I can help in any single way and play and give you an hour or two of getting away from all the mucky muck that's in your life and you, to be happy and celebrate life. Yeah, I'm here for that, my friend. And I love playing music too. If it wasn't for the fans, I wouldn't be talking to you guys right now. Okay. I'm grateful they have the job that I have. And I pray that we all get a chance to get back together again and celebrate life. Yeah. And that's a, I think a, a, a good way to maybe kind of wrap things up here, Chip, because you are a giving us this new record, which we are totally psyched about. And it's something for us to look forward to to and a, a potential tour happening this fall so what what a celebration that is going to be the coming out of straight out of quarantine the perfect name for the tour i personally can't wait and i've been going back just going through the enough's enough catalog there's so much great stuff there that that i'm just rediscovering and even diamond boy the, i was listening to that the other day and just got hooked on the fire and ice song so good so many great tunes off that 2018 album diamond boy uh guys if you don't know that record definitely check it out i want to play a track off of that john to take us out on the podcast version of this nice but, uh, any any last thoughts for chip john well chip uh hey chip thank you for showing us a uh, personal look of your studio that is an awesome studio i love it and uh, chip, we'll, we'll let you go in a second but i just gotta say um I heard you talking about some stuff back in the 90s when you guys were in New York doing Animals with Human Intelligence. Uh, you, you guys did Letterman, um, it, Howard Stern. You, got, you used to hang out at the Scrap Bar and the Limelight. And those were some of the most fun times I've ever had. And uh, I appreciate that I've known you since way back then. Thanks, John. I appreciate that. So right back at you, man. You've been a great guy to us. I love working with you when you're over at the Fuse. Great place. And here Thank you are you. now working with Ace Freely. He loves you dearly, too. It's so funny watching you guys to work together. <laughs> it's just a really a real family S team right there. He's a wonderful cat. I love Ace Freely. I, I love the space, man. I go back with him for almost 30 years and still be friends. That says a lot for about a, a relationship. When yep. you've he loves you, too. And years. I love you. And Ace loves you. And Mark loves you. Maybe next year we can do something together, you know, all of us, and we can go out and do another Ace Freely, a Like It, Enough's Enough run together. Maybe we talk I, to Kevin, your, the, the agent, because he's really yes, good. Yes, we're going to talk to Kevin, and uh, that would be an unbelievable tour. Like It, Enough's Enough, Ace Freely. You can't go wrong. Three bands that all love each other, and we fit perfectly on a tour together. 
Yeah, Mark, God bless you and your lovely wife as well. Well, thanks. Thanks, Chip. And yeah, it's right back at you and, and Kate. And uh, I know Emily loves uh, seeing Kate on Instagram and Twitter. And it's always great hanging with you guys. And we definitely will do it soon. Hey, check out the stuff that's coming out on Frontiers Records, by the way. A lot of great music coming out on that label, as well as other labels that are putting out music. Bands are getting ready and they're gearing up. And the newer bands, are, you know, Gross is in the studio right now, Greta Van Fleet. You got uh, the guys in Vintage Trouble, Mammoth Mammoth. The newer bands, uh, Rival Sons, along yep. with the older right. bands out there. I know White Snake and, of course, Enough's Enough and Sebastian Bach. All the bands are putting music out there. And Extreme's got their new record coming out soon. Cheap Tricks in the studio. There's a lot of great music out there for all the fans out there to go out and support their favorite groups and keep everything moving forward. Absolutely. And you can pre-order, pre-order the new Enough's Enough album right now. We're going to have links up in the show notes on TalkingMetal.com. And uh, yeah, let's do this. Chip, thank you so much, Chip. We hope you have a great night and we will see you very, very soon. See you on tour, guys. Be safe out there. Stay sequestered in your crib. We're going to get through these unprecedented times very soon and we'll get back out there playing shows again. Okay? Stay safe, guys. Thank you so much, Chip. Thank Thank you, you, brother. Thanks so much. Cool. There you have it, guys. Chip's enough of the great band Enough's Enough. And you mentioned Scrap Bar there, John. And yep. I, I don't know if you know, but today, May 8th, is uh, the official Motorhead Day. Did you know that? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, so I want to talk about our Motorhead uh, experience at the Scrap Bar way back in the 90s. We'll do that yeah, in hang one on second. Some, <laughs> we still got doing a little technical stuff. <laughs> yeah, Chip is still on. Yeah, I will... Uh, Oh, wait, Mark. Hey, guys, guess what? I accidentally knocked Mark off. I'm going to call him back. You are seeing some crazy stuff happening. And uh, uh, stand by. We got Chip with his Monsters of Rock stuff on. And uh, I meant to...
We're back. We got three viewers. We went from. Okay. Uh, All right. We are. We are back. I just I kicked off my own show. Yeah, I can't even see myself, but I hope I'm. Yeah, it's definitely. It's like a minute behind. But okay, are we on? Am I on? Yeah, we are definitely on. I can see it on Facebook and heard it. Okay, good. Okay, so, now I can see it. We we lost all fifty-seven viewers. We're we're down. Sorry about that. Viewers. That was so my fault. Three people. <laughs> no, but the the great thing is this: that we had a great interview with Chips Enough, and, yes. and for the people who listen to this on the podcast version and on YouTube, it's going to be uh, almost seamless. We'll have a little edit there. And yeah, it'll look we'll fine. Patch it all together. Um, but we were talking before um, we got uh, disconnected there that today, the day we are recording this, uh, May 8th, is Motorhead Day. So I figured wow. for our, our brush with greatness story today, I wanted to tell the story and bring you into it because it was a crazy time uh, that you were involved with the, the time that we met Lemmy. And we can both share our memories of this meeting. Now, yes, uh, we ended up at a place called, I don't know what, what or, or how, what we were doing beforehand or why we decided to go there. By the way, I'm drinking, this is my favorite beer. It's the Brooklyn uh, beer, resin. Oh, it's resin. Uh, it's yeah. Resin. Yeah, resin. Sounds like yeah. it's, uh, something you're using fixing guitars. Or resin, yeah. Isn't resin too is like the stuff that would be at the bottom of like in, in like a marijuana thing, right? But, um, <laughs> is there resin in that beer? No, I'm sure it's a you know it's a six point brewery out of Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Great, great stuff. Um, anyways, once again, so, I just I, I gotta say, let's have a talking metal toast. Yeah, uh, talking metal toast. Here's my beer. I'll give you a chips enough. Uh, yeah, the face thing. I'll do it too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it looks worse. Close, uh, but uh, uh, Dash anyway. Vodka, guys. Everybody, yeah, Dash Vodka. Get... John's cousin is involved Dash with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great stuff. Everybody, great. go to dashvodka.com. Uh, it's extraordinarily distilled. The vodka is distilled seven times. The the brandy's distilled three times, and there's a master distiller down in Berkshire, Texas, and uh, it's really awesome stuff. Uh, Mark, you're going to get a bottle. Chip is going to get a few bottles, and uh, we're going to we're going to rock this. Right, absolutely. So, let's do this Motorhead story. So we okay. It, it was right around the time. So I don't know if you remember, but there was this big scandal with Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath was was had Dio back in the band in like sometime in the '90s. I I don't even know when it was. It must have been mid '90s, right, John? Does that sound right? Mid '90s. Mm -hmm. uh, Dio was back in Black Sabbath for the Dehumanizer tour. Yes. Uh, and so at the end of that tour, um, Dio, and this is all leading into the Motorhead story, Dio uh, gets pissed because Iommi and Geezer, and I, I guess Vinny, Apice, um invite Ozzy to come do a short set with them for, the, I think it was the, like the final concert of the Dehumanizer tour. So they were going to do the set with Dio, and then Ozzy was going to come up and do four songs with them. So wow, Ronnie wow. freaks out. Ronnie does not like this and, and says he's not doing it. And there was always tension between Ozzy and Dio. And I know, you know, Dio's gone now, and sometimes history tends to get uh, changed. But 
guys, there was always tension between Ozzy and Dio. There, there was, and that I could go, I could talk miles in about or for hours about that. But anyways, to set up this Lemmy story, that's what happened. So, so they 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 jam with Ozzy. Dio bolts on the last show. They get Halford to do the show. With I remember that. I remember when Halford did the show. Right. Yeah. So they they do their 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 set of Black Sabbath stuff. Uh, with 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 Halford, probably Dio era mixed with uh, you know a couple Ozzy era songs. Then Ozzy comes out for like four songs or something, and that's that. And suddenly it's announced that Black Sabbath is getting back together with Ozzy. This is the mid '90s. Then wow. it falls apart, and and magically Tony uh, Tony Martin ends up back in Sabbath, and it continues on for a, a number of years as basically the Tony Iommi solo project. Right, uh, and I heard that, it, that, correct me if I'm wrong, but that when some of the stuff Tony was doing, he intended it to be a solo album, but the label made him call it Black Sabbath. Is that true? Uh, yeah, that, that was one of the earlier records. Oh, that was even before that, did. okay. Um, yeah, I think that's right after Ian Gillen left Sabbath. But anyways, okay. um, so so that yeah, that's all kind of beside the point. But the the... So we go into the scrap bar shortly after that uh, moment where, you know, Sabbath was going to get back together with Ozzy. They do this little tease where Ozzy joins them for four songs. And then it's announced that Sabbath is not getting back together with Ozzy or Geezer for that matter. So John and I sometime after that are in the scrap bar and we're hanging out. I don't, do you remember like, what were we there all night? Had we been out previous? Do you remember any of the details? You know what? If this is the, the Lemmy story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what preceded that. I, I, all I remember is from the scrap bar on. And was it just us two or was there somebody else with us? I don't remember anybody but us. But there might have been other people. Maybe Rob Fiorentino was there, maybe. I don't think so. I don't oh, think okay. so. But I, I seem to remember we were talking with somebody we knew there or something. But anyways, we're hanging. And then all of a sudden, you're like, there's Lemmy. And we look at the <laughs> end of the bar, Scrap Bar, New York City, which was was not, it was more in the Central Village area. It wasn't like the mm-hmm. East Village area. Right. And there's Lemmy. Um, you missed Chips Enough. I am he was late. talking about you, by the way. Um, and there's Lemmy at the end of the bar, and he is is drinking, and and we approach him, right? And, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, now, does he get up first to play pinball, or do we invite him to play pinball? That I don't remember. I right. my first memory. See, Mark, you're even better than I me. I seem to I, remember I, more about this than you do, John. Well, mm-hmm. I I remember pinball, and then what happened afterwards. So, so um, we ask him to play pinball. I, I believe, or maybe he asked us. I think we, this is how I remember it. We okay. ask him if we can buy him a shot. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Right. And he says yes. Oh, I. I do remember yeah. one thing, yeah. and I'll tell you after you say your story. And and I believe we buy him a shot of what else, Jack. And then he suggests we play pinball. That's what I remember. He suggests right. that. So, and again, this is, you know, pre-selfies. This is mid-90s. Uh, so we get up, and then, and no one ever believes this when I say it, but I swear to you it is true. He says, let's do tequila, let's, let's do some more shots. And I say, more Jack? And he says, tequila. And people have said, no, Lemmy doesn't drink tequila. He drinks Jack. He only drank Jack Daniels. But 
I no no no. I, I believe the way I remember it is he did a shot of Jack with us, and then then he did at least a shot or two of tequila with us. That's what I how Which I remember. Makes a lot of sense because what happened later, tequila explains it. Yeah. So at that point, we play pinball with him, and we're you know small talk, and I remember. I'm nervous. I'm like, you know, this is Lemmy, and and I'm I'm. And this is nervous. not like there's like, let, let's just set the stage. Picture a bar that's um, you know, kind of like Ball. a local bar, Very, not a yeah, large, a little, club. a little. It was like you walk down some steps. This isn't like the Rainbow, but where it's this big place. This right. is a this tiny is like, hole in the wall bar that right. that you know. Just a little, little sliver of a, a, it's a you know, if you've ever been to New York and you've yeah, been to any, it's like, a sliver, it's little like, bar. like yeah. this. Yeah, it's tiny. Right. I mean, the pinball barely fit in the back there by the bathroom. Right, so, like, literally, I, if I remember correctly, where the pinball was, the machine took up half of the space, and then, like, you, you know, you can barely walk around it. That's how small it was. So it's just me, right. Mark, and Lemmy playing pinball. Yeah, so... Uh, so I, at some point, knowing that Lemmy has written songs with Ozzy, is friends with Ozzy, uh, quite quite tight with Ozzy, I say, oh, oh, we're up to 24. So we've got Oh, I love it. People. Good. We brought some people back. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I say to uh, Lemmy, knowing that he's, you know, Ozzy is a close friend of his and, and somebody he works with. Um, I say, man, I said, I know you're friends with Ozzy. I said, have you spoken with Ozzy about why the Black Sabbath reunion fell apart? And again, this is, a, guys, a, a few years before when they actually did get back together. And he, and he says, he says uh, yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, you know, he, he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. I was like, oh, I said, well, that's, that's a shame. I said, I, I, you know, I really wanted to see Ozzy with Black Sabbath. I've never been to a Black Sabbath concert with Ozzy. And we're, I'm like, you know, 24 years old at this point. And he turns <laughs> to me, and I always remember this. He says, he says, he says why the fuck not, man? And I'm like, <laughs> because, because uh, I just never got to see them. He was like, and he, he, he pointed to me, he was like, Ozzy was in that band for 12 years, from 1968 to 1979. You you had twelve years to see them or eleven, I, and and he said you didn't you didn't see him. He's like it's your fault. <laughs> it's my fault. That's what he said. Yeah, you, were, you, were, you were like a baby, a baby. Yeah, I, I, well, I I I, even I, more I than almost said I almost said I was nine when Ozzy left Black Sabbath. Uh, you yeah. know, in seventy nine, I almost said that, but uh, but being the you know, I didn't want to upset Lemmy at all because he already seemed upset that I. Hadn't said that. Yeah, God forbid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, I was born in 1969. So it's like, you know, I, he was already upset that I didn't see Black Sabbath when I had the opportunity to. I think that's right. right. So yeah. I just was like, like when you yeah, were eight, yeah, 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 you yeah. old to nine. Right, right. I mean, maybe right. I looked older than I than than I, I was at the time, but I I, I don't think so. I think you looked nice and young, but he he seemed visibly upset that I was I was <laughs> questioning. Ozzy, and and when I think about it now, like I, I was questioning Ozzy's, uh, you know, judgment that he didn't want to get back together with Sabbath right. because there were all these fans like me who wanted to see it. But right. now that I think about it, it sh speaks volumes of how good 
Lemmy was. Because who who am I? I'm some fuck freaking punk kid buying him shots and, and right. playing pinball with him, probably acting like a goofball fan. And he stuck up for his friend. He's, right. He stuck up for his friend, Ozzy Osbourne, and basically said, you know, oh, well, you know, it, it, you know, Ozzy didn't want to do it. And that's that, you know, you had a chance to see him in Sabbath. People had a chance to see him in Sabbath. Now he's doing what he does, you know? So right. I, I, I was always a, a little upset that I, I felt like I picked him off. But when I think about it, I was like, how cool is that? That he, that he defended his Ozzie. friend. He defended he his friend. Ozzie because I think the way I question it was like, why wouldn't Ozzy want to do this? You know? Um, right, right. And, and so, so he stuck up for his friend which is what you do for a friend, even if they I are wrong. And I'm not saying Ozzy was in the wrong for not originally doing that, that Sabbath reunion. Uh, but, you know, I, I found that interesting. Yeah. And so that I, is amazing. So the, the, night, the night goes on from there. I'll let the you night know. goes on and then I'll take it over. But here's one thing. Let me do a little pushback with me too, uh, friendly in, in, in a really cool way. And he, said when i said and pick remember guys we had probably had a few drinks before that this was in the 90s right. oh yeah um then we had <laughs> like, like x amount of shots now we're so much yeah. more controlled yeah we're, we're a lot we're, we're like <laughs> this is back I'm in kidding. the 90s yeah this is back in the 90s handle our liquor <laughs> yeah yeah so what happens is um i say to lemmy you know what this is one of those things where you go like, you know, when you and your friend and like me and you could be like, let's say we get real drunk one day and I go, Mark, you're just the greatest friend in the world. You know, that kind of a thing. So I go, Lemmy, here's the deal. You made it possible for Metallica and all these other bands to right. do what they're doing. And he said, you know what? He go, and he didn't take credit for it. He said, no, he goes, those bands did their own thing, specifically Metallica. And I wasn't, cutting on Metallica, I was just saying how, you know, I was blown away to be with the guy that influenced all these great bands like Metallica. And Lemmy said, no, no, um, I'm just like a guy in a band. Those dudes in Metallica and all these other groups you're mentioning are great on their own. And that was another cool thing that he said. That's right. one weird thing that I do remember from that night, other than what I'm about to say. Should I tell the story? <laughs> it's up to you, man. I mean, I, I feel like it story. makes me look a little bad, but it, it makes maybe you look worse. But yeah, it's it, up to oh. you. <laughs> well, I don't even know that part of it. Like, there might well, even be I, more. I feel to like, I was a bad friend that night, but oh, yeah. you left me, right? Okay, you left me. So, um, what happened was, I remember playing pinball with Lemmy and Mark. What, is, what are then, you drinking there? A, uh, oh, I'm a, drinking. Mark, look at this. Now, see, I'm promoting Dash Vodka. And look at this, guys. So I got to get you it. got olives in there? I got three olives in here. Uh, shoot. We couldn't and, even, um, get olives. And it's got, a gold, it's got a gold rim on the top. I had to send away for these olives because of COVID. You, you can't get them in Jersey City. So I got special you olives. You can't get them I in New a, Jersey. I'm, I, I'm trying to get, get olives. Yeah. yeah. yeah they, these are Delalo olives, a good Italian brand, uh, half Italian. Uh, gold rim, uh, dash vodka, made out of Berkshire, Texas. And guess what? Chip Zanuff is going to talk about it on Dash Radio. And uh, we got to get people drinking dash vodka because this stuff is very smooth. It's what they say, extraordinarily smooth. And there is a master distiller. His name is uh, 
he's a great dude. Uh, uh, he he um, is making this out of Texas. And believe it or not, one of the cool things, it's made with wheat and other things, but um, it, like raisins play a part in the complexity of this vodka. Can wow. you believe that? No, How cool I, is that? I didn't know raisins were in vodka, but um, it's distilled seven times, and you really need to go to dashvodka.com because it's good. It's great. You know, you know, some alcohol, you, you try to drink it, it tastes like, you right. know, uh, poison. This, you yeah. can just pour it right in here and... Well, speaking of poison, it's good. So, so that night, oh yeah, so that night I was poisoned by that tequila, yeah. and um, so we made it near my apartment, and uh, I lived on Thirty Second Street between Fifth Avenue and Madison Avenue in Manhattan. It's kind of an odd area to live, right? And uh, Fifth Avenue, it's and I, I lived Avenue. in Hoboken at the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which I love your your area in Hoboken, Willow Street, so. Um, what happened was, uh, picture, guys, this is like two blocks from the Empire State, State Building. And it was Madison I, Avenue, right? Yeah, I was on Madison Avenue. Empire State, there's Madison and then Fifth, uh, right? Right, Fifth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, between Fifth and Madison. So I'm on Madison, and I think somehow we wandered over into Park Avenue. So I lived. Oh, okay, Madison. right, right. Yeah, so, so it's wondered, Park, Park, Madison, Fifth, right? Correct. So it's Fifth. Yeah, because we I think park. we were on Park. I think it was Park yeah. Avenue, actually, yeah. I know it was Park, for sure. Park is a two-way avenue in Manhattan. So we had taken, this grid. is what happened. We took a cab okay. of town, all right? You're leaving this part out. We, we had been, we, <laughs> been at the scrap bar. Maybe we went somewhere else afterward. It is four in the morning. You know, We take a cab uptown, and this is the way I remember it. We're on Park Avenue. This is because my memory is getting jolted here. And you open the door to the cab. Oh, not no. even near your house. We right. open the door to the cab, and you go running out. <laughs> and I, I, had remember, a, I, I remember seeing you doing spectacular things. I the cabbie, and, and you, were like, you, were, you, were, you had run out of the cab, and you were like running down the street. See, and, I like to do exotic, you know, I hate to say it, but I might be like the new, you know, kind of, well, actually old because I was first, but like, you know, how about this, John Exotic? I'm changing my name from John Astronomy to John, no, I'm joking, yeah. I'm just kidding. But, no, but I like to do crazy stuff back in the day, not now. Right. right. So right. go ahead, keep going. Yeah, keep going. so and and that's kind of what I remember. Then I remember you were getting angry and oh, I'm sorry about that. I didn't remember that part. And then eventually, I was trying to get you home, but you didn't want to go home. And and I eventually, I'm sorry, I still feel guilty about this, but I eventually, I had worked the next day and I I, I left. I, I and I hadn't gotten you home, and you were out of your mind. Well, here's the thing, guys. I I don't. Um, advocate doing stuff like that but i did tell this story once on vh1 to dave girl right uh, uh you don't have to say who he's from because dave girl is dave girl and um it was during vh1 rock honors and it was a food fighters interview and here's what happened with that uh matt pinfield who i love 
um, interviewed them first. And a lot of the great questions that I had in my notebook, Matt had already asked them. So right. um, I didn't have really anything else to talk to the Foo Fighters about. So I brought up Lemmy and then this story popped out and it was the first time my parents heard this. So I was like, oh God. But what happened was, because, uh, you know, I want to be considered a great kid and all that. So what happened, and I still consider myself a kid at my age. <laughs> So, well, yeah, you're a kid. I'm looking for a picture of Park Avenue, by the way. You're a kid okay, to your good. parents, for sure. Correct. Yeah, here we Correct. go. Um, okay, Mark's going to show so, a picture of Park Avenue. So, um, if you look here, uh, you can see this little strip that, that Park Avenue has this little strip between the southbound <laughs> traffic and the northbound traffic. And you had sat down in the strip. When, when, when I left you at like 4, 4.30 in the morning to go home to get like an hour of sleep before I had to get up and go to work. And then the story that, that you told me <laughs> afterwards, and I think you may have told Dave Grohl, and we can edit this out if, if uh, you don't. Yeah, it's fine. Keep going. Uh, was that you woke up on that, <laughs> that little yeah. strip yeah. between uh, – between the northbound and southbound traffic on Park Avenue, and it was like seven thirty in the morning, and people were like walking to work. <laughs> I woke up and I, I remember briefcases. Like that was the time, I guess people carried briefcases. I used to carry a briefcase, and uh, businessmen were going to work, and women, and uh, but they didn't think anything of it that that I was laying there. And at the time, I had long blonde hair. I looked like I was possibly um uh it could have been like in slaughter or white lion, white lion bands yeah. i love and um i'm just laying there dressed up probably in some flashy shirt and uh cowboy boots and uh you know with the boot out you know the pants went in the boot and um uh that's how i dressed back in the day and i woke up like that in the middle of park avenue on the I used to call it a medial strip. It might be called a median. I'm not sure. Yeah. But that little strip in between uh, the the traffic going both ways. And, uh, you know, I, I for, it took me a minute to, like, figure out where I was. And then I was like, oh, God, I, 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 I'm waking up in Park Avenue. So then I ended you up. You were uh, mad at me. I remember you were like, you left I'm me. Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, I'm sorry. No, I, I, listen, I'm sorry I left you there. I should have, like, dragged you home or something. But I do remember you were, like, getting very angry you know and i was just like all right i'm, I'm so tired and drunk i need to go home so but well, yeah this was, i, I feel yeah, guilty it was a funny story it. thank god everything ended up all right yeah everything's fine here's the funny thing lemmy um uh, as dave girl said this is what lemmy could do to somebody and it's not your fault and everybody's okay and we all lived happily ever after and yeah. uh, we learned from that and of course everybody has crazy childhood stories and stuff right like so so the dave grohl thing so john then many years later is probably like 10 years later right john you're out at rock yeah. honors yeah and you're, you're doing this is talking metal is doing stuff on vh1 and we're doing talking metal uh, on vh1 and you talk to um dave grohl and you who had just recorded a song for probot uh, his metal project with Lemmy, uh, I think it was called Shake Your Blood, if, if I remember. Yep, Shake Your Blood, great tune. And you mentioned that to him, and Dave says something about Lemmy, and then you're like, well, I have a Lemmy story. 
and you you did a short version of that long story that we just told, <laughs> and then you end the story. And you're saying, and I woke up in the middle of Park Avenue the next morning, and Dave Grohl looks at you like deadpan and goes, "These are the types of things that happen when you hang out with one." <laughs> exactly. And I will say this in Scott Ian's book, which I should have here somewhere. Uh, that that our good friend, a really good friend of mine, he lives out here now. John Wiederhorn co-wrote. Oh, I love John Wiederhorn. He's great. He has a very Scott has a very similar story about wow. Lemmy. Yeah, in in um in I believe it's in London. He went over there with I I want to say with Joey to do press for one of the albums or uh, you know. I, I don't think it was Among the Living. It was like, I think it was earlier than that. But anyways, he was over there with another Anthrax guy and somebody told him, you want to meet Lemmy? And he went and he met Lemmy and he started drinking Jack with, Le with Lemmy. And he, at that point, was not a drinker and definitely didn't wow. drink hard liquor. And so he, uh, but, but to, he didn't want to let Lemmy down. So he's drinking like right. a pint of Jack Daniels, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and that he got so sick afterwards that he was like out of his mind. He was completely sick. He doesn't remember. So there's a very similar, so you're not yeah. alone. Okay, I'm glad that this happened to not only me, it's like the Lemmy 2 movement. Um, right. <laughs> Scotty and me, we're going to start a new thing. It's called the Lemmy yeah. 2 movement. And it, it, this is when you do crazy things after you've been out with Lemmy. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it was fun. And no, I mean, it was great. And uh, D Dave, girl, thank you so much for being so cool to me and let me uh, tell that story to you. Yeah. And, Gabriel, um, I think that's Burke Gabriel saying, Dave, girl, such a legend. Uh, we have uh, Homero is saying hi from Santa Fe, Argentina. How are you, man? Wow, we got um, hello. We got, we got great people. From Mexico City. Uh, astronomy's smile is the light that guides my path. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, getting some kind of, Ian McCurdy uh, is watching. Hey, Ian, what's up? Ian McCurdy. Uh, yeah, so people checking in, guys. Thank you. For I love it. And guys, the reason I'm not responding is that the way I'm set up, I can't see the post. Uh, eventually, we're going to get it to the point where I can read them. But right now, we're, we're still in uh, my Sherry. favorite word, our infancy. Infancy yes. of this. Well, I'm just uh, reading them off my phone. Sherry good. says... Hello from the Outer Banks. Do you know Sherry? One of your friends. From the Outer Banks? Yeah. I, 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 where yeah, the Outer Banks. What is that? Michigan? What is that? Outer Banks. I'm not sure. Um, I should know that. I mean, I, know I do know Outer Sherry. Banks. Sherry, hey, Sherry. Outer Banks. Where's Outer Banks? Is that, what is that? North Carolina or something? I don't know. I think it is. But yeah, I, I got I to take a look. I, I, I know various Sherry, so I have to see which one it is. Outer Banks. Where is Outer Banks? I just, I'm just curious. I think that is like North Carolina or something like that. South Outer Carolina. Outer Banks. I just said Outer Banks. Yeah. Outer Sherry, Banks. whichever Sherry this is, thank you so much for being so cool and being my friend and, and checking oh, in. Is it Outer Banks. Is that like Myrtle Beach area? I think, I think so. Is, right? Yeah. I don't know. Thank you, Sherry. Guys, thank you for, for joining us. And we are hanging here on Talking Metal for, what, at least another few minutes. We got we to gotta pick yeah. a guitar. Why don't you talk to me about one of these? Uh, okay. And I want to talk to you about a guitar, too. So guess what? I'm not going to leave you off the hook. I'm going to talk about a guitar, and then you're going to talk about a guitar. Okay. I don't know how okay. much to say. but you know, I, I know, but there's a... There's guitars a, don't have quite the stories that yours do. There's but, a uh, nice Charvel back there that I although, see. Although although I do have a, a, a Gibson Les Paul somewhere around here uh -huh. that was uh, used on Chinese democracy. Yes, that is amazing. Absolutely. That, that, uh, 
Bumblefoot played it on Chinese Democracy. Absolutely. So, As well, okay, you guys. played one of your guitars, I think, too. Correct, correct. You know what? Since you said that, I'm going to bring this one out. I'll bring okay. that one up. So, when Guns N' Roses were making Chinese Democracy, see, some people think this is a Zoom background, like a fake picture. Negative. Look, I'm, this is what I look like with my uh, hat off. <laughs> anyway, um, this guitar is my favorite guitar in the whole world. Uh-oh, I got a text. Let's see. It's probably somebody yelling at me saying, like, shut up. Hang on. Let me just make sure that. So we're, we're really getting. Are you upset? Oh, Sherry, this is, I, I know who this is now. Oh, hold on once. I'm going to text back. From the uh, Sherry from the Outer Banks? Yes, just texted me. Well, she's got your number and everything. This is so Sherry and Michelle, my favorite people. I love you guys. I hope that you're seeing this. Sherry and Michelle, I love you. Keep watching. Yeah, they're watching. Yeah, keep watching. <laughs> I love these guys. They're, they're great. We, we ran into each other at a hotel a long time ago, and there's so many amazing stories that. Uh, have transpired since us meeting at that hotel bar a long, long time ago. So cool. Sherry and Michelle, thank you so much. I want to hang out soon. Sherry, you got to come back to New York. Michelle always is back in New York, but you're not back in New York. So you got to come back and we got to all hang out again. Okay, guys? So anyway, she says, this, yeah. this is a Gibson Les Paul Custom. This is my yeah, favorite beautiful. guitar of all time. And... So this was one of the two guitars that we gave the Bumblefoot to use on Chinese Democracy because they wanted Les Pauls. Right, Mark? That's true. He borrowed that one from you and he borrowed my Les Paul, my only Les Paul, Desert Burst. Yeah, I got it. I got, I'm reading the questions. People are answer, asking all sorts of questions. So I'm okay, I like it. Let's read it. I'm going to get my phone too. Somebody's saying, is John, uh, is Gibson and Ace releasing a new guitar? Yes. Okay, good. So here's the thing. Um, I, I, guys, I got to put my glasses on. I feel like I look a little out of it without them, but I'm not. It's just the lighting here. Okay. Yeah, Starting I like the glasses because I, I feel like the glasses that I have, they, they help hide these dark circles that I've developed. Mark, you, you're, you're, Part of you're perfect, man. You, you look super young. Oh, well, you're you. good. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I got to have special lighting to make myself look as good as I do might slightly look anyway th this is a uh, i forgot where we are but this is a 1987 gibson les paul custom i worked for gibson for 10 years and i'm not 100 percent sure what they referred to this finish as in 1987 i would right. call it a tobacco, tobacco. sunburst yeah yeah tobacco sunburst now they sort of call it a vintage sunburst then Mark, your guitar is called a Desert Burst, which that's when they got a little more um, advanced with the finishes and yeah. Desert Burst is a beautiful finish. You got a, probably a flame top on that too, right? Yeah, I don't know if it's officially a flame top, but I, I say it's a flame top, yeah. Yeah, and so, so this is my favorite guitar. Now check out the back of it. It's not a burst. So like the, right, se huh. the 70s bursts, had the burst on the back. This is a mahogany back um, with uh, mahogany sides and um, 
They used to have a thing called a pancake body. This is not that. Uh, this has what's called a maple cap. And here's what's weird about this one. This is a three-piece top. So I, I think in this angle, you can see right here, there's a line. Oh, right. That's yep. one piece, two pieces, and three pieces. Now, the Ace Freely Budokan model is a three-piece top. And so those were um, a three-piece top is a notable thing. Now, most guitars are two-piece tops if not a one-piece top, but most of them, like Gibson Les Pauls, are probably a two-piece top. Um, but this is a three-piece top, Gibson Les Paul Custom, my favorite guitar. My mom and dad bought me this for my high school. Uh, was either my – no, my high school graduation present, some people get a car. I wanted a guitar. I wanted a very rare Gibson Firebird 1976 model that they bought me, new old stock. This guitar was my college graduation present. So, and okay. right now these things, I mean, look up Les Paul Custom on uh, the internet. So it was a college. Days. So you graduated college. Uh, it's at eighty-seven, but that you graduated college much later than that. So Nineteen ninety-one. Did you buy that, you yeah, buy that so, used or was no? That that's the weird thing. In in the store in my hometown. There's not a lot of heavy-duty guitar buyers in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, or Windeburg, Pennsylvania. So um, this great store called Music Haven and Galleries in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, also known as Richland, Pennsylvania, um, sometimes has guitars that I would call new old stock. So that 1976 Gibson Firebird that my parents bought me for my graduation present for high school, which I graduated in 87. They bought that new, but it was a 76. So that guitar had sat in the store from 76 until 87. And then this guitar sat in the store wow. from 87 until 91. Wow. Guess what? Sadly, most of those great guitars are gone because people started to get wind of this store having such amazing old, yeah. old stock. And, and that doesn't happen today with the internet because, yeah. you know, now any that the store internet. anywhere in the country, it'll be spotted and it, it's online. And if the store isn't putting it online, the, the collectors are, you know, it's like, correct. Just I mean, guitar center, you can go in and search any, you know, the, the inventory there and it'll tell you what store it's in. You can have it shipped across the country. So that, yeah. that type of stuff doesn't exist anymore. You know, I know. So, so yeah, now you, you can't even ACE used to love going to pawn shops and finding old yeah. stuff. There's I actually have a treasures out there today. Yeah. You can, you know, event maybe one in a million, you'll find a treasure, but not that much anymore. And um, I actually have, I saved the receipt. ACE gave me a, um, a Squire strap. Uh, copy or Squire Strat, it's not a copy, it's like the, the same thing. And uh, what's double bubble, Mark? What is it? What is that cool stuff you just had? Uh, it's just bubble gum, double bubble. I'm gonna have a piece of bubble oh, gum. good, good. I thought it was yeah. look like I thought it was popcorn, but I popcorn would be nice. Know, I do have some popcorn in the other, uh, you know what? Um, I'm into all that stuff. I, I've got a popcorn machine. But anyway, let me let me say this. Thank you to my mom and dad for buying me this amazing guitar for my college graduation present, college graduation from Berkeley College of Music, Boston, Mass. And to me, I have all these other guitars. And I mean, I have guitars from Ace. I have guitars, a lot of guitars. I have super guitars I use with Like It. I have that Super Sparkle custom shop guitar. But... Um, 
and I love all of them. However, this guitar has always been my favorite, and uh, I've always wanted this guitar since I first started wanting to get guitars. And so this is, if, if there was a fire in this building and I had to run out with one guitar, this would be it. I, Mark, I can't hear you. That's your that's your desert island guitar. I was saying correct. Yeah, this, is, got, this is this is because my kids are they're, they're, it's slowly starting to quiet down upstairs. But uh, it's just, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mark, I want to ask you about that Charvel in the background. I mean, one of my yeah, favorite brands. There's is really no Jackson. stories behind this, but um, I'm going to put this I'll, back. I'll tell you a little, little story. This is yeah. This is a, a Charvel. Stand by while I put this in the stand. Okay, tell us about the Charvel. Um, now, Mark, uh, is that a telling uh, body? Let me let me yeah. see it. I don't even see what it looks like. Okay, Mark. So, let, okay, great. So we're gonna start off this. I'm I'm gonna analyze the guitar real quick, and then you tell me if I'm right. Okay, this is a Telecaster body on a Charvel guitar with a maple neck. It's got a Floyd Rose style trim. Uh, bolt on Charvel neck and uh, some two humbuckers and uh, one volume knob, a right. pickup selector. And what's that little thing on the tremolo? I don't know what that little extension piece is. What's this that? What is, is uh, it's like a detuner. It's the Eddie Van Halen. Uh, oh, that's totally cool. So, See, I, yeah. I never had it a guitar with a trem like that. Yeah, it, it's it's a little temperamental, but it, it's cool when it works right. Um, yeah, so that's a Charvel. Uh, and you got that at Sweetwater, right? I bought Tell it. Tell us about that. Yeah, I bought it at Sweetwater Sound in Fort Wayne, Indiana. It was I paid for half of it. My mother-in-law paid for the other half of it as a Christmas gift, I believe, for me. Um, I had it worked on by Adam from Fu Tone. What's his last right. name? River. River, uh, and he um, works on Eddie Van Halen's guitars, so he. He hot rodded it and uh, jacked it up, and uh, it it plays great. It's a it's a really nice uh, mark. That is so cool. I forgot that it was a telly shape. That is even cooler than because yeah. back in the day everybody had the cool Strat style Charvels, but that's a telly Charvel. And, it's and not, from when it's I say telly, high end. I mean that's like you know I don't I I don't remember what I paid for. It wasn't more than. Twelve hundred bucks, though, is probably wow, probably less than that. Actually, it's, it's like a grand. that's amazing. I mean, to get a yeah. Charvel like that, so, so, it's, so it, it plays nice. I I played it. I played. I think I played a few gigs with it. Um, you know, I don't gig as much as I used to. I know you still gig, and I'm jealous of you for that. But uh, <laughs> I, I did. I did. We use should gig. Those, yeah, I should. One of those screaming metal shows. Uh, yes, we, let's we, do another one. Played looks the kill on that. There's actually a oh YouTube nice video up on uh, the Talking Metal YouTube page. And uh, guys, if you don't subscribe to the YouTube page, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, uh, please subscribe because John, get this. Our good friend, John Simpson, works for YouTube now. And he told me- I did not me, know that. Yeah, he told me that if we can get 10,000 subscribers, I think we're like somewhere between five and six right now. And they're all real. We can do it. And, and YouTube will know if they're not real, apparently. Yeah, we can do uh, real. We're not like fake computer, yeah, fake. I, you know, I'm not going to mention any names, but there's plenty of people out there who have the fake subscribers. Ours are 100% legit. I've never bought subscribers. Um, if we can get to 10,000 
after this whole COVID-19 nonsense is over, we can use the high-end Google-owned YouTube studio. It's apparently amazing at Chelsea Piers. Or oh, Hudson my God. Yard. Where, no, he said Hudson Yards. I don't know where that is. Oh, that's even cooler than Chelsea Piers. God, yeah, um, Hudson Yards is the best. That's where Lynn works. If we can get to 10,000 subscribers, we can shoot and, and produce our content out of there. We'll have free edit room space. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll actually help us produce content. So, so everyone we, out there, if you're not it. subscribing to this YouTube page, uh, I know right now we're on John's Facebook page streaming live, but for the people after the fact, it's youtube.com slash talking metal. Please subscribe. It's really important because I don't know. Get, getting to 10,000 seems kind of tough to me, but maybe we well, can if we If we're halfway there, we're, we're, in, we're in good shape. And, but they got to be real subscribers. So people, um, there's uh, some people who can fake this kind of stuff. We're, none of our stuff is fake. It's all real. So we need real people that right. go on. And so I'm not going to mention any names, but I know of other okay. YouTube shows out there that buy That's views and, and, and yeah. subscribers, and, and we don't do that. But So every uh, the 27 people, who, let's see, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the um, 24 people. Listen, who every, every vote counts. Every, every subscriber. Go on there and do it. Yeah. Um, Believe me, if we could get there, Mark, that would be great. We can do Talking Metal Jams. We could do all kind of yeah. amazing stuff from Hudson Yards, which is – an amazing facility. And I guarantee we're going to be back in track soon and New York is going to reopen. And uh, I'm confident that we're going to, somebody's going to, you know, get their head on straight soon and figure this thing out. Yeah. Well, what's going to happen is eventually people just, they're not going to, they're not going to give a shit. They're just going to say, yeah, right, I get right. it. I get it. And they're going to go yeah. out. Well, I believe well, me. I, I think, I think, I think, you know, the governor of New Jersey said June 6th, uh, I'm going to respect that, but we really have to see where things are at after that. And mm. I, I, I'm, I'm optimistic. I mean, I think with, with to circle back around in closing to the, um, the chips enough thing, uh, enough's enough. Yeah. It's a little bit of a gamble for them to book a, a tour starting in September. But on the mm. other hand, if it pays off, it's going to, it's a big payoff. That's what I think. Right. I think that's kind of well, what Chip was saying, because mm -hmm. people are going to be so ready for it. And if, if it is, if people do feel safe going out at that time, they're going to eat that up because there's not going to be anything else. Rammstein just canceled, which is a big... Oh, they did? I didn't know that. They canceled that tour? Yeah. I got tickets. So what do I do? Uh, yeah, well, I here, here, I bought from a, a third party, or I guess they call it. So I have no idea how I'm going to get reimbursed. I can't believe this. So my, it was my birthday present. My birthday is right around that time. I didn't even see that they canceled. I am totally bummed out. Yeah, so they're I bought done. on StubHub. So I'm probably eating that cost because. So now I'm going to get no credit. Idea. I'm going to have to find out. I bought it on, I bought it directly from Ticketmaster. I well, then you should be okay. You should be okay. They'll probably How sad is that, man? We were going to have Ramstein at yeah. Giant Stadium or whatever it's called now, um, and uh, now it's canceled. That is terrible. Yep. Yeah, I, so I don't blame Ramstein for canceling. I 100% I understand that. Um, I am so sad about that. You know what I got to do, Mark? Well, I have a computer. I have, like, I have like 30 computers in storage and stuff, and one of them is broken. I can't turn it back on, but on that computer is a picture of me – in Richard ZK's house uh, in Manhattan uh, when I interviewed him for Talking right. Metal a long time ago. That. And that picture is like missing. 
and uh, it's on this broken computer. So one of these days, I'm going to take some old computer and spend whatever it takes more than it's worth to get it fixed just so I can get that photo up there. But, well, John, I do have to head up to put my my, my kiddos to bed here, uh, help Emily get these guys to bed. She was on a, a Zoom call with some of her old friends uh, <laughs> and reconnecting with them. And and man, have you been doing much of that, like reconnecting with with people? Uh, no, you know what? I, here's the thing: we reconnected with Sean Burns of Roy's which Baby, which was great, which was great, which was but, great. And then I got another request one night but i i didn't get the request this at the same time i got the request like uh, a few nights later because i never checked my uh negative guys uh, i don't want to even say this on this uh podcast there's certain things that i don't check all the time and there was one that i didn't check and so um i got a message way after the fact and some other good friends of mine were reconvening, and I wish I could have been part of that. Uh, well, maybe or maybe that. not, because here's the deal. Like, I, 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 you know, was listening to people online. They're saying, oh, this is such a magical time, spending time with your family and reconnecting with people that you haven't reconnected for a while. Yeah, it was great reconnecting with my family for about three days. Now it's like right, I right. want to send those kids back to school. It's like they right. need you to learn to get that out of here. normalcy right. to return. Uh, and then it's like the whole thing, well, you know, you're reconnecting with old friends on Zoom and, and FaceTime. And it's like, yeah, I did a little bit of that. And I was like, now I remember once I started talking to these people. Why yeah, I'm not connecting with them anymore. Yeah, right? I'm not mentioning any names here, but I was like, now I remember why I haven't been in contact with these people for for many years. So I, right. I don't know the whole the whole. Yeah, that's funny. Let's spin it. Let's spin it. The glass is you know it's half full. It's half not empty. I, I'm over that shit, man. It's right. just like here's the deal. I'm guess what I did. I'm, I'm sorry to get real right. here. And, no, that's know, okay. And be guess the what? I, te- I, I don't want to keep you uh, from your family, but I want to tell you a story. I went out yeah, in uh, my neighborhood with Lynn yesterday and uh, what did I do? It's that deep that I got to think about it. I'm kidding. Uh, I just got so much on my mind, but um, bottom line is this. I uh, went out and uh, there was a bar that was giving out. Hi, Emily, you're coming in. (laughs) Face. She was making a face. Emily, are you, you're not mad at me, are you? Not at all. I've had yeah. such a good night. I'm so happy to see I you. I saw that face. Why Why haven't you been on the podcast or whatever this is? I was Her having a, a Zoom session with some of my friends. I know. You see what I got here? A, a, a martini. You don't, we need olives for your dry martinis. Oh my yeah, I, I, guess what I get? Guess what, Emily? I, I'm ready to do this tomorrow. You, you can call the governor of two states and tell him I'm doing this. I will bring this dash vodka over to you. And guess what? If you don't want to get your kids sick, I'll meet you at the train. Uh, I'll come out there and then I'll just hand it to you with a glove. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll sanitize you it, it down. You set it down, take six feet back, and then we'll. Yeah. we'll, we'll I'll, I'll, I'll bring it. I got a tape measure. I got, I, I swear to God, I recently bought a tape measure for other reasons. A lot of weird stuff going on in the <laughs> house of Estrada. <laughs> bought a tape measure. I love you. And guess what? I love I, you too. I, I seriously, I 
I'm into the martinis, but you know, I like like the super dirty martinis. Like I would yeah, yeah, olive, from, the with the dryer. olive juice, olive juice. Yep. Yeah. I'll just pour the olive juice in, but I also mm. really like the the blue cheese stuffed martini. Oh, you like the, the blue cheese? See, I'm not as like they call that. No, no, I don't dislike it. I'm not as um, it, it, not experienced. It's like. Uh, there's a uh, word like like uh, proficient at that. I'm not as proficient at that yet. But here's the thing: if you and I'm I'm not even joking here. If you try this dash, you will not believe it. It's really Wait, good. So this dash is a brand of vodka. Dash is a brand of vodka that I I'm going to be giving to you, and they love talking metal. It's my cousin Hank and Rennie Reeves, and uh, their master distiller made out of uh, Berkshire, Texas. And uh, this is going to be the new rage. I guarantee oh, you. Right. Chips yeah, Enough is going to be Dash vodka. And yeah. I, I'm t- so, Emily, the, you like martinis? I, you're going to love this. You're going to love this Dash. I'm bringing it to you, okay? I'll, I'll hide out. I'll put like a full body. I, guess what? I don't even need a mask. I'll put the astronomy costume on. Right, there you go. I'll come out. How about this? I'll come out tomorrow with the helmet and the whole thing, spacesuit, silver spacesuit, seven-inch heels, and uh, I'll just show up. Maybe we'll call the uh, 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 news, the Jersey uh, channel. Uh, what, what channel do we got there? We'll call the... Uh, What's that channel in Jersey? It's like a fake channel. I'm kidding. Call your local. Yeah, call your local TV and tell them a guy in space is. Just tell them a guy in the space is coming and he's going to bring you some dash vodka and we're going to rock and roll. But John, Emily interrupted your story. What was your story you were about to tell? Do you? Which was that? I forgot. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, Never mind. We'll wrap it up. I do want to say that we are using Zoom to broadcast these and we had to buy the professional business uh, version of Zoom. And we're open for any uh, contributions. Do you want to give out your PayPal, John? You or? know what? I forgot it, actually, Mark. Why don't you give out your standard talking metal one and yeah. uh, just give that one out? Yeah, well, what you guys can do to help support what we're doing is use our Amazon links on TalkingMetal.com. If you use those links, uh, nothing is more expensive or anything like that, but there is a small, very small kickback that goes back to us. And there's other ways you can support with my PayPal, which is StriegelMark at gmail.com. I wanted to give yours out since you're currently. Yeah, Mark, I wanted to. And believe it or not, I have a couple and I forgot to check which is the right one. Next week. Next so guys, listen we'll to some of the guests we have coming up. Uh, Eric Turner of Warrant. Um, can I say the other one that you booked, John? Yes, yes, Bruce, definitely. Bruce Kulick of Kiss. Uh, possibly Rob Dukes. He wants to come on. Uh, there's a guy from Volbeat, Rob from Volbeat. We might have him on. So there's I a, love lot, him. a lot of people who are, are asking to come on, and we cannot wait to uh, share more of these videos with you, which are then Again, repurposed as a podcast. Blabbermouth just picked up our interview with you, with your friend Phil, and uh, we posted the Dave Ellison interview from last week is now on the podcast version of this and the uh, of Talking Metal and also our YouTube page. So uh, yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, uh, Mick said Warren. Yes, yep. Yeah, Mick, Kevin said Bruce. 
Yeah, Bruce. Bruce. Yep. We're psyched. We got to come up with some good questions. I want to get some some old kiss stories from Bruce that he hasn't told anyone. Like that's what I want. I want to hear like about yeah. Me. I want to hear some yeah Part some like animalized guy. stories. Yeah. yeah. Oh, animalized. Yeah. Yeah. So great guess record, what? By the way. And, well, oh, he yeah, wasn't absolutely. on animalized. He was. He, he wasn't on animalized, but he was on the animalized tour. Tour. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mark St. John played what three shows with him? Yeah, like if that uh, at the beginning, and then Bruce came in, and I think that Bruce was even there on the shows that Mark was there at as well. But I'm not even sure. Like that was that was like pre-internet, so who knows what right. was going on. And and John, I mean, you're the Kiss expert. It wasn't it crazy like that animalized tour. There used to be a VHS of that that I had. It was like oh, I have that. I have yeah, that's great. Which was I so good that. Um, that. Kiss in the in the eighties, like especially in the middle era of the eighties. I'm talking like eighty three through like eighty seven, eighty eight. They they really were were reinventing themselves as a new band and played very little stuff from the seventies. At one time, yeah, there was, was like four. There were like four songs from the seventies in the set list. It was like Rock and Roll right. Night, Detroit City maybe love gun maybe cold gin or black diamond but it was like yeah. that was it and the rest were 80s era kiss, kiss songs. songs yeah and makeup was off and and people don't realize this now and i say this all the time i know i sound like a broken record emily you can tell me to shut up but there the the 70s that that became so cool in the 90s in the 80s they weren't people were like Black Sabbath and Kiss, oh, that yeah, stuff, yeah. No, bell no, bottoms no, no. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and high heels, that stuff is stupid. You know, and you saw yeah. Ozzy, you saw Kiss, you saw so many bands, even Thin Lizzy in 82, like ditching the bell bottoms for, you know, uh, bullet belts and studded belts and trying not to be 70s. There was so, the 70s was not yeah. in the 80s, it wasn't. Right. You know what? I, I've been watching. You know what I was watching last night? You, you guys are going to laugh. Kiss was amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, I love 80s era not, Kiss. It's and, not celebrated enough, and I'm so glad we have Bruce coming on. Yeah, no, I, believe me. Bruce Kulik is one of my favorite musicians in the entire world, and I'm glad he's going to be on next week. And um, I was watching a lot of 80s stuff last night. I was watching uh, Vinnie Vincent Invasion videos. Um a, a lot of just uh, Aldo Nova. Remember Aldo oh, yeah. Nova? Fantasy. Yeah. Was Fantasy. And he wrote with John Bon Jovi. That was bon a big FM hit in the Midwest, man. I love that song. That's one of my favorite songs. I think Astronomy and Captain T should do a, a cover of Fantasy someday. Yeah, that's a great song, man. That would be great. You know who loved Bon Jovi? Was can a I play drums? That's what I said. Yeah, it, it, Emily, you can, be, uh, you can be the lead vocalist if you want. Okay. Whatever you want to do. I can sing too. Well, on the podcast version of this, uh, we we slipped in that enough's enough. I'll drop that in earlier, that fire and ice song. But we should end with Al Aldenova. Let's end with Aldenova fantasy. That would be great. Let's do it right now here on Talking Metal. Guys, take care. Please subscribe to the YouTube page and uh, let us know what you think of this episode. Thank you. Thank you, people. Have a great night, everybody. We missed Aww, you tonight. I know.
One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.